Welcome back and welcome back again. That was the wor- you've done way better injuries. That was wor- that was really bad. What is what are you trying to do, bro? You just trying to start banging you. fresh. That's all this is. That wasn't even that bad. You're trying to start uh, banging yeah, fresh. Anyway, just so, trying to kick it off with a bang. Well, look, welcome back. And um, for some of you, you might feel lucky. This is like twice in one night. I feel like a 17 year old again that can go for a second round, Chris. 17, mate. Mate, that was me last weekend. What are you talking about? Oh, geez, was I'm it a- was it you, Chris? It was dark. Oh, was awkward. <laughs> You're a dirty man. Oh, uh, yes. Well, anyway, anyway look, sorry, uh, we are changing. The breathing heavily down the window is always me. So, we, look, we're trying something <laughs> a little bit different. Uh, we're doing one for the community now. Uh, before that, we did one for all the people who don't care about us. They don't have any sense of humour. They don't <laughs> They don't like the shits and giggles. They just go, guys, just tell me my supercoach info. I don't want your movie quotes. I just want your supercoach knowledge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guys, just tell me Just tell me what happened in the game so I can go train in Raynar and then leave alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that was so that was a good one. Um, yeah, we're, we're just changing up a bit with the format. Um, the, the length of time has has definitely started to drag on, we've noticed. so Yeah, so for um, those of you that appreciate us, we're like, we'll do a community one. Yeah. And that way we'll cover the Q&As. And if you're part of the community and you ask questions, this is for you. Yeah. Okay? So it's more for you. We're going to try and design this around you. We've got some ideas um, moving forward as to how we want to um, approach a few different things, including um, we've actually been talking about even a game show that we might be launching coming soon. So uh, we'll let you know about that uh uh, chris wants to call it the silver streaks but i disagree (laughs) actually funny thing i'm actually going to strip my hair and dye it silver this week Jeez, is that like a is that like a thing? <laughs> I'm not even thing? joking. No, well, because I I actually naturally have grey hair. So if you've seen the videos of our and our live streams, guys, I actually have um, uh, black hair, but I dye it black, and you can definitely know. No way, that's dyed on top of that yeah, silver piece of shit. <laughs> I know, so it's bad. <laughs> oh. So I've just decided just to go all natural, but I don't I don't want to go through the process of actually growing it out. So I'm just gonna dye it silver and let it just go natural. You realize you can't dye silver over black, though, right? No, I'm gonna have to strip it and then dye. it silver and then let the regrowth come through jeez you've never stripped anything in your life <laughs> it's gonna be interesting uh okay so anyway. let, let's let's get into it uh shall we go straight into the leagues or banter of the week chris what do you think yeah let's get into the let's get in the leagues we'll, we'll jump into the banter so um what how did you score let's let's start off with okay. that how, how right. was your team my team all right mm-hmm. so i did didn't do too bad to be honest i scored 2107 yep. uh not as bad as uh not as good as you should i say chris because i know you did better than me uh not having the yo man hurt well, me. it's this you know last week was a once-off yes so and i think i think some of the some of the oh, I can't even believe I just kept going on with that. Then you're an ass. Uh, look, some of, some of the rookies didn't didn't do mate. as well. I didn't have Kelly uh, this week, which hurt me. Uh, so I'm talking about um, Kelly from GWS. Yep. And uh, so that hurt me a little bit. Uh, Hibbard, again, the pain in my butt, um, especially considering I could have had Yo. Averaging much more, so pretty much it's it's. You Hib- literally chose Hibbert just it, to piss me off. It's Hibbert. No, they had a soft. Well, I thought they had a soft start to the year, and now it makes me wonder how he's going to go on the back end of the yeah, year even more. Fair cool. Um, but him and Billings are pretty much the only pain in my backside. Everyone else, I'm quite happy with. Yep. So yeah, twenty one seven. I am now. I'm actually picked up some pace. I'm uh, eight thousand nine hundred. We got we got lucky. I think both of us had the VC on Dusty, and that seemed to prove um the difference between good scores and poor scores yep. was whether or not you had the, the so VC. So I think Dusty. I moved up about three hundred and fifty. 
50 places this week. So not too bad, considering... You're in the top 10? Or, uh, yeah, yeah not, uh, 8,900. Yeah. So, okay. you know, creeping. I'm going to nice. creep, creep. A lot better than a lot of other people out there. I got really lucky. Um, I didn't go massive, but I went 21.79, which was pretty good. Um, and that actually gave me a round score of 9,000... Wait, is that... Uh, round rank of 16,000, which doesn't seem that high, but I think all the people that are in the top positions all generally had a poor week, wrong yep. captain choices. I still won seven out of my ten rounds. Yeah, I run. I won eight. So, so and uh, that actually increased my overall rank by 1,999 places up to rank number 3,053, which is... I, I didn't see that coming based on the score that I got through. Um, I, I also had Kelly off the field, so that was um, an out that I had to uh, contend with. Um, and Kelly off the field meant that I had to field uh, Holman, who had 23. Um, so he's actually yeah, my ouch. ninth midfielder. Um, and I loopholed Dusty, which meant that um, I was locked into him at that time. I, there's no way I could have got out of it. So hurt. Um, but that is it is what it is. Like, what do you do? You can't yeah, do well, Who was going to see Holman getting a 20-odd save? Yeah, I'll, well, I hope that he got a 60 at least. But, um, yeah, yeah uh, so that was really bad. But as for the leagues, the sausage rolls are 2031. I think we kind of lost some traction. I think, Chris, I think we're back out to um, um, around that. Look, better than what we were the week one. I'll put it that way. But uh, not that great. Our bonus uh, side, so the Supercoach bonus uh, we were 51st, we've now 58th, which is still pretty good. Uh, better than a couple of the podcasting leagues that we are in, so that's good news there. Uh, as well as the, uh, I think one of them were 106th now, and then there's one more, I believe, is the, uh, maybe it's pushed out from oh, pushed out from 80 to 106. So yeah, look, not too bad. So a couple of our guys are doing okay. The I sausage think, rolls yeah. are there in spirit. Well, we've got a lot of guys that would be in that sort of um, top range of, of scorers that yeah. didn't have a great week. So I think that was going to naturally occur. I know. And then the guy that won this week, Jesus. Oh, that team. Oh, he had so many. Oh, anyway. Real good average on choices. Good on him for winning the money this week. But, you know, you're not going to do well on a week-to-week basis. No. Let's face it. No, there's no there. So spend your money um, on some cents. Yeah. And actual cents. <laughs> Although, to be honest. Dollar, with, dollar bills, y'all. Dollar, dollar bills. With, with, with that kind of team, though, to be fair, he probably will trade his dollars for actual cents. <laughs> That's true. And try and make a profit. What's a one cent <laughs> Queen worth. <laughs> uh, nothing. Um, I like to just point out again that uh, so we did have a uh, the SCI Chris League did have a down week, but we're still ranked uh, 427. So the distance between us actually grew. I don't know if you knew that. Well, so it's uh, like 1600 Chris, now. So you, we actually, Chris, even you though keep, we didn't go that far low, we still gained 400. You spots keep on insulting you. me, Chris, and the distance will grow. <laughs> Between us, I tell you that. There's only so much I can take it. It's right here. I, I thought he was talking about his dick for a second. No. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it will grow and now it's oh. hitting the fabric. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so look, banter of the week. Um, we had a honourable mention. We did mention it in our... Um, uh, uh, earlier podcast if you had, did listen to that fantastic two, two thumbs up for, for you um, we had a guy who was also watching the Brisbane Lions game and he posted a meme on our um, on our walls <laughs> uh, it's that Simpsons meme of you know um, stop he's already dead <laughs> uh, which I thought was awesome but the winner of the league actually uh, and I'll pull it up here yeah, um, the old um, cruiser joke yeah so we, we obviously well, the, um, Murphy, the new Murphy joke <laughs> 
in last week's podcast, we mentioned, you know, the winner this week would be someone who used um, a saying as either um, uh, pulling a cruiser or pulling a yo. Uh, and the one that we, uh, we, we obviously really liked was um, from Brian Stone. And he said, I hope no one pulled a cruiser by trading Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> Which is factual and hilarious. So if you're one of those guys that unfortunately traded Stevenson, um, I think there's probably oh, a lot of them. Pretty, yeah, you've pretty much lost yourself 100,000. Oh, no. I think I can even... More? more. Oh, well, that's because that's you're a pie supporter, Chris. That means nothing, just oh. like the Brisbane Lions scoreline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure, buddy. I had to throw whatever, that in. Whatever you need to say to make yourself sleep so, at night. Self-pay out, yeah. <laughs> yes. That will work. But, um, yeah, so, look, I hope everyone did like the round review. I thought it was a, a pretty good. Uh, yeah, pretty solid. And you, again, you... feedback's, you know, welcome. We we, yep. we are still, um, you know, finding, refining our craft, trying to get better for the community um, and trying to be entertaining as well. Um, yeah, a yep. lot of that comes naturally for us, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yep, so while, while Chris looks for some shout-outs, um, yep. what we'll do is uh, we are going to do follow the Q&As. We're also going to be looking at, Chris has got some trade-in and trade-out targets that he would like to, um, you know, mention to yep. people. So those that have break-evens and that have dropped in price, people you can look for this week Yeah, I've uh, developed next a, week. a watch list of players to have a look at over the coming weeks to see if you want to start trading in some premium value. Yep, and there's um, a, also we're going to look at each week the Bubble Boys, uh, which sounds really um, homosexual. <laughs> uh, the bubble boys you know so especially when their backs are against the wall um, and then after that we're, we're actually going to look at some of our uh, current we're going to look at the current top 10s mm-hmm. and uh, who stays and who goes from the, the top 10s and that's as of current so you know is Goldie even in the top 10 Chris did we say no, no he's Goldie out. and Cruiser are not even in the top 10 rucks of the year so far oh isn't that bad that is that's a so, four that's a four game sample that they wish they uh, got back yeah so we're going to have a look at, at, um, at each individual line what the current top um top of those are and then have a bit of an evaluation or a forecasting as to who drops out and who comes in so we're going to have a look at that too so there is going to be some absolutely awesome knowledge that is going to come from this pod so if you are listening to us then you don't want us to ravel on unfortunately yeah tough luck <laughs> no. yeah this this way we can have our dessert and eat it too <laughs> which is what Ben no says to his girlfriend us. every second night no she eats the dessert Chris <laughs> The cream on the top. <laughs> Does she? You're a dirty man. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually later. being quite civil today, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> this lemonade's gone straight to your head. I know. It's this no alcohol non-alcoholic, today non-sugary goodness. Jeez, I know. It's like we're going to like communal or something, like some church thing. <laughs> yeah. Would you like some grape juice that's non-alcoholic? <laughs> Does anybody got some grapes? Um, anyway, so uh, thank you to everyone for listening to our podcast. We are up to 19,400 listens since we started, um, and we will definitely definitely by tomorrow be at 20,000 so that'll be pretty cool um, very very happy with that results um, yep. uh, also, actually stoked uh, I'll find us on facebook.com forward slash SC Insider uh, su- no, Supercoach Insider yeah <laughs> and then so yeah facebook.com forward slash um, SC Insider Supercoach Insider jeez I'm losing my marbles anyway S- Supercoach Insider jeez I'm losing my marbles Chris at SC underscore Insider underscore for I, I, Twitter I've been what watching Brisbane doing? play for too long never know, I never I know might, what he's doing yeah <laughs> my mind's fried <laughs> SC underscore Insider underscore yeah, yeah cool for thanks, Twitter thanks anyway, buddy that was horrible yeah that was pretty bad yeah but anyway <laughs> you, you know who no you are no change there the community follows <laughs> um, so look uh, some top listeners so a big shout out who's taken the lead by a fair margin might I add uh, Mr. Sniff Mo, our private detective. Uh, thank you very much, mate. Uh, 145 individual listens is just yep. insane because we've got 31 dick. episodes. Um, <laughs> detective. Yeah, 
Thank yeah, you. It's a private dick. Um, Heath Kingham again, uh, again uh, at 99. One more, Heath. So by tomorrow, you'll probably be on 100. So thanks for that, buddy. Justin Nash is coming in at our uh, our third spot there at 94. Good on, Nashy. Russ Whitney at 86. And BMH, don't know who you are, buddy, but um, at 80. Yeah, what, with, is BM, um, what does BMH stand for? I don't know, but you should let us know. Yeah, send us a message. We always do like to find out. It'll probably be something funny. It'll be his middle name. Brendan McKerney Harrington. <laughs> what the hell? I know. If, but, Are you English? But it's such a British know. name. If if you have two first names though, we will not shout out. Yeah, no, don't don't even no, contact. Don't us. even bother. Change your name if that's the case. <laughs> um, and you, a big shout out to um, <laughs> Abel, Abel again. Abel, right. uh, he just comes in there. Thank you. Uh, now we did actually get um, our Irish friend um, contact us. So there's a guy from Ireland that, and a few of his guys are over there that play Supercoach. They contacted us via message uh, this week, and they're up to 87 listens from Ireland. Nice. So, I hope they have Tui well on, done. on field. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they've got a Supercoach team of just Irish players. Yeah, it'll be Tui, Hanley, <laughs> old mate, uh, Bidey McKenna. Connor McKenna, who, yeah, yeah. McKenna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be awesome just took to off have him, a look. Took off more than he could chew, that guy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do have uh, over 500 now from the States um, and 300 from the UK. Um, and uh, Vietnam's actually coming through now as well. So We've got 61 from Vietnam. I'll t- tell you what. Here's for one. For those people listening that are abroad, where are you listening from? What is the mo- Let's see what the most interesting place is someone is listening from. And I don't mean on your grandma's toilet. I meant like actual location. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like or not where in pre- your house. Preseason was uh, grandma's basement. That was yeah. a popular one. Or, or if you, you know, or if you listen to us while you're doing your day job, you know what I mean? Hey, boys, I'm just, um, you know what I mean? Or not doing your day job, yeah. which is what I'm very good at. L- listening to you... <laughs> While people are locked up in the rape dungeon, you know, like whatever, wherever you're listening, whatever, whatever floats your boat. We, we don't judge. Yeah, you know, just uh, just get involved. Well, we're not the judge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Lucky in their case. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's get into um, trade in and outs, Chris. I really want to know who you have. Trade yep. in and outs. Who you're interested in. Um, what are we looking at? All right. So um, should we go? We'll go through the Bubble Boys first, just briefly, because there's only two of them. Well, you do like your Bubble Boys. Yeah. So th- there's really is only two targets this week that are um, you should really look at, and that's Caulfield and Zach Giles Langdon. Um, Caulfield's obviously 171k defender uh, mid, uh, and Giles Langdon's 117k forward. Um, Giles Langdon actually has uh, a slightly higher, uh, slightly lower break even, so he's uh, set to make it a little bit more cash um, and when I say a little bit of probably a lot he'll probably make you about 80k more at least uh, not only in the fact that he's 60k cheaper but he's also got a little bit more legs in my opinion he's also got better job security because if they rush him back that's clearly that's a clear sign from GWS that they really want him to play first team football with them um, so really impressive and he was really impressive when they came in um, Caulfield's job security has obviously increased yep so um, poor old Robertson um, can't catch a beat uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh that was fresh that was good well done thank All you right, that was nice and warm and hearty <laughs> uh, anyway so yeah Robertson oh poor guy though like seriously that's scary I don't know if it's too soon but we, we really transcend the barriers was, of what, what is too soon that probably was too soon <laughs> Oh, well, 
Jeez, literally, he nearly fell. Like, literally, when you see him fall over, he was nearly yeah. he was nearly robbed of his youth. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Good old Robertson. Oh, I've I've got some really bad jokes in my head that I'm just gonna leave for now, and maybe I'll miss. You're not you're, you're not known for your jokes, Chris. No, it's let's, true. Let's face it. I just make jokes about you. That's pretty much all I've got. Yeah, that's all you've got. <laughs> and I, I'm an easy target. I hate that's to true. Admit, I hate to admit it. Um, now watch list of the future guys coming up. Uh, so there is three guys that um, are on my radar, uh, and that's uh, Matt Guelphy. I think that's how you pronounce him. Um, I think he's a 117k forward as well for the Bombers. You're talking uh, about for your Supercoach radar though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not my, on your radar? No, not my other one. Not yeah. my uh, hot girls under, between oh. the age of 18 <laughs> and 22. That's that's my... Not your stringer radar? That's just my that's my go-to Tinder profile. Oh, that's, <laughs> you're on the Jake Stringer radar. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> anyway... Um, so you got Guelphie, um, who played quite well at first in, in a really dominant team. So um, we'll see if he can hold his spot over the next uh, week and uh, potentially a great target in uh, week three. Um, we've also got David Mira, who was really popular in the preseason. Uh, 102k defender, hit a 74 this week. Awesome um, price point. Uh, will make a ton of cash if he can get stay on, on park. Um, it's interesting to see his job security based on the next couple of weeks and seeing what's coming through for um, Hawthorne. Um, you've got two guys at least that are out this week with uh, Puopolo and Cyril, but obviously they're not the same role. Um, and you also have, uh, there was a bit of an injury scare to Frawley, so we'll just see how he pulls up. That's probably the one that impacts um, the most uh, for Mira. I think he's probably the best trade-in target at this point, but I still would also wait. I would not. Yeah, pick I would him not. I would now. not pick him yet. Make There's sure every he, chance he just does not play next week or, or the week after. Yeah. Make sure he has his third. Yeah, or gets an injury. I mean, how many injuries have we had to rookies so far this year? Which it's quite substantial. Yep. So yeah, you don't want to be bringing in a um, Langdon and then all of a sudden he gets injured. Not to mention at this time of the year, you don't really need to. What's the what's the worst that could happen? I mean, even if you look at Brayshaw, still wait a week. I mean, even if he has a thirty, he's not really going to lose you much cash, even though his break even is fifty six. So. Yeah, worst case scenario is not that bad. Wait a week at worst case scenario. Wait, um, wait, wait a week. The other, the only other one there that uh, is potential is Jordan Akunako, um, who's an expensive mid because he's actually a third year player, I think, or maybe fourth year. Um, but he played his first game, one eighty eight k mid, mid only, uh, and he got a one hundred nine, which was quite nice. Um, so really great break even coming through for him if he can maintain that form. Um, I'm not quite sure. I mean, he was. A um, little bit everywhere, actually, Kuniko was, which was good, but I'm not sure if he can hold that form. They were playing the Saints, and again, everyone just basically scored really well against the Saints. So. He sounds like an exotic location. Kuniko? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere you'd go, like, on a spring break. <laughs> like Cancun? Is that why is that why it's coming to your... your yeah, your but it'd be like the, 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 the poor suburb next to... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I set him up for a couple of minutes, and then I smashed him down. You bring him right back down. Bringing him down to earth. Right. All right, so let's um, go through some trade-in targets. And uh, there's three categories that I've put these guys into. So guys that have already dropped in price that are, are primed to be picked. Guys that are almost ready, so they're probably one week or maybe two weeks potentially away from being picked and they've got a little bit more cash to drop. Uh, or guys to watch because they will be dropping quite significant amounts of cash over the next few weeks and it'll, be, it'll determine when to pick them up. Uh, now, there's only really one at the moment that has dropped cash. Is probably about where he's, uh, his break even is probably about where he's going to score. Um, and that's uh, Bontempelli. So he's already dropped 30K. Uh, I think it was 35K even. Yep. 
um, is down to four, uh, five, four, nine, and he's got a break even of 109. So uh, effectively, obviously, Bond can score that. He can score more than that and maybe even increase. But the, um, because of he's already dropped, right now is the prime time to get him if you wanted a Bond. Now, the thing with Bond is, of course, his role. Um, and really, it's going to depend if, if uh, Tom Boyd comes in this week because he kicked five in the VFL, and if Jordan, Jordan Roughhead come in as well, then Bont will play midfield. And that's really what we want to see from him, right? You don't yeah. really want to pick him up if he's going to stay at full no, forward. No, if he stays full forward, he's definitely not... He could average uh, a top 10 mid for the rest of the year. Yeah. But we need to see something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, for me, like I don't have the ability to bring in a top 10 mid right now in my team. It's just not really no. feasible. I'm not even that worried. The fact that we got Nigs Coniglio dominating. Yeah. I'm just happy just at the moment, just yeah, sitting pretty. But I can see that if you've got someone that you really need to offload, like a Rockliffe, or if you've got um, a, a Zach Merritt potentially, or someone equivalent that's dropping a bunch of cash and you want to get to another top 10 mid... I'm actually not against a Bontempelli as that pick. It would be unique. A lot of people wouldn't be going towards him. And you pick him up at a price that's under 550k for a guy that can potentially be top 10, I think is not a bad pick. So he's the only one that I would look at at that. In terms of the maybe category, so the guys that are, are probably going to drop a little bit more cash over the coming weeks, and um, there's quite a few involved there. First one's Tom Mitchell. So um, he's at 680k, which is an all-time high for Tom Mitchell. Um, and he's got a break-even of 169. So at the moment, it looks like he's going to drop a bit of cash in the coming weeks because it's unlikely that he's going to be able to get that. I think that would be a record for Tom Mitchell, um, getting a 169. So at the very least, even if he goes a 150, he's going to drop 10, 20k. Um, if he gets a 110, he'll drop quite significant amounts of cash, a 30 to 40k. Um, so look at Tom Mitchell and bringing him in if you don't already have him. Yo is an interesting one. So Yo, his break-even's 129. is at 509k. Again, Yo can score that. He got a 150 last week. Um, but there's every chance that he'd probably go about 100, which is what he's been regularly hitting. Um, if he does do that, he'll be probably just under 500k, and he's probably going to be at the lowest point that he'll be all year. Um, again, I don't think he's quite ready to be able to do that. Um, but um, if you are looking for someone, maybe a Yo to uh, a Hibbard, um, you could do it this week, or you could do it next week. Uh, but it's not going to kill you to, to wait a week. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, same with Merritt. So Merritt's got a break-even of 136, and he's actually priced at 493K, so he's under 500K. Again, probably too early to pick someone up in the midfield um, unless you're sideways trading to him. But I think if you don't have Merritt and you've got a 500K to play with for a midfielder, you could not get a better buy right now. No, not for under 500. No. Nah. I think he's absolutely primed. He could even lose more cash. 136 is not outside his scope, but if he goes a 100, 110, pick him up because he's going to be about 470, and that's just stupid. Well, not to mention that if Collingwood go and tag Sloan, I wonder if they're going to double-team Merritt. Yep. 100%. So there's going to be... In terms of... It's it's interesting because Collingwood haven't really ever tagged anyone. and I, I was really impressed with Buckley's coaching because... That was an impressive tag. That was a double team. Yeah. So he's in one standing next to him on this side, yeah. another guy standing on the opposite side. So that way, if he, he, if he runs... To this side, then this guy just yep. cuts him off. It's, it's amazing. Can't get on the move through the stoppage. When did he learn how to coach? Has he just been like hiding this under a blanket? I don't know what happened like, during the week, but all of a sudden, Buckley started coaching the way that we want him to coach. I got a theory, Chris. Okay. 
I sent him an email. <laughs> uh, actually, I didn't have his email address. I had to send him a tweet. Got the address. Sent him an email. He's finally. actually fairly active on Twitter. Yeah, so Good I got his Michael. email, right? So I said to him, I was actually a little bit curious. I said, mate, what is going on here? You can't coach for the life of you. All right, this is literally your coaching is probably your biggest mistakes ever since leaving the Lions. And, um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> True facts. Let's bring it out. Let's bring it out. The, bring it out the history. Oh, but we won three premierships. Well, first of all, he you, left, he you left, shouldn't have won the first one. Uh, he left for a premiership, Buckley. Uh, anyway, so anyway, look, let's not get sidetracked, Chris. Uh, so here, here was the thing, though. He couldn't coach to save his life. So he actually reached out, Chris. And that's the big thing. It was a big step for him. He was struggling. He reached out, and Mick Maltels gave him some uh, good old advice. <laughs> Did he really? On how to coach. Oh, yeah. Thanks. And that was what you saw right in front of you. That, that was um, he, <laughs> was it right in front of me. Yeah, it was from the di- <laughs> it was from the uh, dinosaur right. coaching catalog. Shout out to everyone who remembers the right in front of me from uh, Adelaide and Collingwood Grand Final. Oh no, I think it was a prelim final, two thousand nine maybe. No, semi final. That was absolutely fantastic. Do you remember that? Oh, it's on YouTube. They they did this interview post game of this this Adelaide fan after. We got a dubious free kick in the forward line and, and Jack Anthony kicks a goal after the I think it was after Sinal with thirty seconds to go to put us in front and win the game. And then this guy is just like it just happened right in front of me. It's just the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Uh, if you haven't seen it, YouTube it, it's amazing. Right in front of me, Adelaide, just type it in YouTube. It's the best thing you'll see this week. It's great. Right. Um anyway, so yeah, Mick Malthouse, uh, Buckley can't coach and thought he'd um yeah. Okay, Ask for cool. some help. And then, so you know Mick and that's how you found out or like, you know? No, no, uh, Buckley actually oh, said, okay. yeah. So yeah. he said, uh, he extended the olive branch and uh, he got it from the dinosaur coaching catalog. <laughs> okay, cool. Of the you're irrelevant, oh wait. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic. Um, cool, yeah, it was it was awesome to watch anyway. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with, um, with Merritt this week. Um, now the other, there's three more that I'd like to just uh, highlight. Again, not too sure how much you want to look at these guys because they're defenders, and I'm not sh- not confident that you probably need defenders with the way that the rookies are scoring at this point. Um, Hibbard, of course, so he's got a break even of 116 and he's 479k. He keeps hurting me, Chris. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's not a bad trade in target. I actually don't mind him as a trade in target, but um, I'd like to see him drop a little bit more cash. We call him Hibbard. He burned. Because he's burning me. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, Basha Hooley. So, Basha Hooley is the same price as Hibbard, um, but he's got a break, higher break-even of 127. Um, and, look, Basha's been a, a perennially top 10 um, defender for the last two or three years. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Hang on one second, guys. Let me, let me just listen. I've never seen this. <laughs> Thousands in the black and white army celebrating Anthony's heroics. Bring on the cat! Bring him on! But it was a completely different story for disbelieving Adelaide <laughs> so fans who blamed the umpire for awarding Anthony That's the match-winning free kick. Absolutely, the Crows were robbed. Right in front of me. Right in front of me. <laughs> and disbelief quick. So good. Oh, every time. <laughs> Okay, right, that, that's pretty good. Sorry, that's guys, so good. I had to, I had to watch this. Oh, what a, what a classic! <laughs> what a zinger! A zinger! Oh, so anyway, good. sorry, Chris. Continue. Proceed. Anyway, um, so Hooli's Hooli's uh, underpriced. Um, the real surprising one is Brandon Ellis. So he's actually yeah, rush on in, guys. Let's yeah, get Brandon Ellis four eleven k. Um, and at uh, he's got a break even of one seventeen. So he could even drop a little bit more. But I'd, I'd rather have Sicily we had him in, in top, my side. We I had reckon. him in our top ten, though, didn't we? Yeah, and I'd rather so, have Sicily in my side, and that says something. He could potentially come back. So, some some guys to look out for. I think he's still on holiday, mate, after his premiership. Now, I just want to highlight... So, the next category is just people that I 
I'll go through that um, uh, they've all got quite a lot of cash to, to lose in my opinion um, but definitely people to watch out for um, the first one is Sloan he's got a break a break even of 195 so he's definitely going to drop a lot of cash and he's priced at 553 so you might even see Sloan drop to below 500k in the next couple of weeks hallelujah jump on that train he's a top 10 mid can we say... Yeah, I think with his ceiling, for sure. Although, not although top 10, maybe although just outside. He has been running around with pebbles in his shoe. His ankle, his feet aren't doing that great. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You, you don't pick him up now. Oh, no, not now. But in a few weeks, you could pick him up. You could, get him, you could get him as a steal, especially yeah. when Crouch and those boys come back. Happy days. Similar to that is uh, JPK. So uh, Josh Kennedy uh, from the Swans. He's got a break even of 165, which is still very high. What's he priced at, Chris? 505k right now. Oh. He's literally about to hit... Uh, 470s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a it's bargain. So juicy. So juicy. Now, I need to find cash a little bit of a Brayshaw straight up. There's a bit of a Twitter stoush um, I need it. with people that were saying that potentially um, JPK is not the player he was. Now, yes, maybe he's not the like, a top five midfielder in the comp, but the guy is an absolute jet. Last year, the only reason why he averaged what he averaged was because he actually was battling through injury most of the year. So he wasn't able to produce the sort of uh, output that he usually is used to. Um, also, this year, he had um, pre-season um, surgeries and did not really get a full run at it until... I don't even know. I'm in front of me! <laughs> in front of me Chris oh, I'm excited yes. JPK he's a notorious slow starter yeah. and then he goes big like averages Always like back end 118 huge. on the back end yeah and seriously, Mate, uh, if I can pick JPK up for 450k, yep. And round six, when the Swans have an easy round from round six to their buy, I am locking that up more. Like you could not, you lock hit that up. trade button you fast enough. That is a that is an awesome trade. Yep. I'm no way, yeah. Um, Rockcliffe, of course. Oh yeah, so Rockcliffe still has a B of one thirty. Yeah, if. If, what's the price now? 578 or something, right? 387. Yeah, that's the one. 387. Um, oh, I'm, I'm excited. So he could be 350 I by the end of the week. I am excited. Yeah. Like, seriously, if you can get someone at, like, 350K Who's with pot- that potential... Who has led Supercoach a year before. Uh, what I will say is this. It's it's role-dependent. So you can't trade in Rocky and expect him to score on your field immediately. I, I'm anticipating this. I'm going to wait until potentially a role change, and then I'm going to pick him up at dirt cheap and have him as an M9. So not someone who's necessarily on my on my field, but someone that who I can loophole. Yeah, um, and take the on, big scores. Take, yeah, so if he if he gets a 150, great. Rockcliffe, you're in. Um, or if he's covering an injury, great, you're in. I'm not trading him in as a potential uh, top 10 mid at this point because I just don't know. But you'd get him in because be he's able so to cheap. Yeah, and you know what he can produce if he gets the right role. So um, someone to look at that there. Danger is uh, 218 break even and he's priced at 701. So the likelihood scenario is that in three or four rounds, uh, he'll be about 650 or below depending on what he's going to hit. Um, and it depends on his role. We obviously had a chat in that last part. He played 10% less game time last week than he would normally. Yeah, I think they're easing him in. I think he'll probably, hopefully, yeah. be back to normal. Well, got a, well it's first point late. You got a corky in his calf as well. He so. will go big this week. You know why? Because it's a big game. 
Yeah, you, and and typically, and it's at his, uh, well, not home turf, but back in Adelaide. Yeah, he will he's go gonna big. Wanna, he's going to want to pr- produce there. Big game. I think he'll go big. Um, so when Crouch gets back, that's another interesting one. So Matt Crouch, um, he's got a break even of 209. He's priced at 608K, so he'll probably lose at least 70K when he comes back. So someone that is 100% on my radar. Cruiser has a current BE of 180, um, and he's priced at 543. So for me... Trying to throw you off, Chris. Um, For me, um, I I I think you got to go with get him out. I I don't think you should start with him anyway. But Cruiser is actually outside the top ten ruckman right now in the league in terms of average. So for me, uh, you got to trade him. You got to get him to someone who's going to be in the top three or four. Especially seeing he's worth so much money still yeah. at the moment. And we mentioned in our um, in our last pod that there's really four ruckmen that you have have really split from the pack. So there's obviously um, apart from Gorn, of course we're going to ignore Gorn. Yep. But you've got um, uh, Steph Martin, Brody Grundy, Nick Natanui, and. Pretty much that's it. Gorn's the other one. Callum, uh, Callum Sinclair is interesting. I'm just not 100% sold on whether or not he can do it for 22 rounds. But he's actually currently the third averaging ruck for the year. So um, if you wanted a bit of a unique option, then that's something. Well, I know Fozzie is definitely interested in possibly getting in Grundy. So good on you, Foz. Yep. The spud man. So uh, we will go through a bit of ruck options. I think the... Um, and we'll, we'll touch on that later when we go through um, some... Options in the Q&A. I think that's probably a better choice. Uh, Taylor Adams. So, obviously, with his coming off an injury, he's now got a really high break-even. Um, he's got a break-even of 162, and he's priced at 536, so he'll be likely under 500K in the coming weeks. Uh, Zorko has a, still has a break-even of 144, and he's priced at 529, so he'll that's be under 500K. Cheap. Oh, yeah. That's a great for a Zorko. Oh. There's going to be some juicy, juicy prices. Literally, for guys that were 600K, like... Like, yep. legit Zorko. Now, the thing is, I mean, Zorko could bust a 144 this week. Like, he literally could if he... If Versus he Suns, yeah, definitely yeah. could. So, you know, it's a, there is a chance that he actually hits that and maintains that. But even 530 for a Zorko is really good. There's not much chance of him going up in price, though. Like, he's have to do a 170, which he's done before, but, you know... Um, uh, Lockie Neal, 156 break even, 529k also. Uh, Beams, holy hell, uh, 161 break even at 505k. Oh, so he'll be cheap. 450k for Beams soon. That's crazy. That's insane. I might have to bring him back in if he gets so cheap. Chris yes. Hanabry, 152 break even, and he's 499k. Oh wow, this yeah. is so, these there's, so value, there's so much value coming through, especially in the midfield. Um, so it'd be interesting it's to crazy. see like where we see the top ten because you really only want to trade these guys in if they're going to be able to be top ten for the remainder of yeah. the year. Oh yeah, and you won't know which one. That's the hard part. You're yeah. gonna have to work out who's cheap enough. Yeah. But, Sometimes um, it's timing as well. Han- um, so how break even of one fifty six and he's priced at four ninety two. So he'll go down a bit. Goldstein one sixty one and he's at four ninety. Uh, Tom Lynch from Adelaide is at four seventy, but he's got a break even of one sixty two. Wow. Charlie Dixon is at four fifty seven k and he's got a break even of one fifty eight. Um, Aaron Hall has a break even of one sixty eight and is priced at four fifty four. Jack Billings, which is on everyone's lips. Oh, um, everyone wants Jack Billings. But he's got a break even of 152 and he's priced at 451k. So he will probably drop to just over 400k in the next couple of weeks, which is insane. That, that saddens me, yeah. Chris. Well, it helps me. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly um, what I want in life, Chris. Now, just a couple more. Uh, we've got Dylan Robertin, um, obviously with him going down. He has a break-even now of 148 and he's priced at 436, so he could potentially be below 400 as well. Um, not bad if he gets the right role. I'm not sure if we really want to be stuck into a Robertin situation. Um, one that's interesting as well is Luke Parker with a couple of down weeks. Um, he now has a break-even of 143, which he could hit, but he's priced at 532. So if he has a another you know, sub 100 game could be below 500 this week oh which would be really nice as well um so yeah those are the um the trade-in targets guys that's those are the guys that you should be looking at between say next week and the next three weeks depending on how the break evens of your rookies go yep and the performances so for example on the chopping block this week could be Dodi and it could be holman and the reason for that is they both have uh break evens of about 25 to 28 if they have another poor showing maybe a 50 score or below they're likely to that break even is likely to match their um their output so then you've got to make a call okay so who do i back in really you should only ever go one down one up bring in one of the guys from next week so if holman underperforms maybe you bring in a mirror swing a finlayson through or however it is um and then go on up so have a it'll all depend but um some interesting and juicy choices then yeah it looks great i do like it i can't believe that so many other sydney guys are dropping yeah well well Ooh, well what well, do we, we say well you predicted yes we I'll, predicted I'll, okay yes we, um yeah uh, we predicted that by round six there's going to be quite a you know the one thing that was really annoying though is Heaney heaney's the one? the one that i want to drop heaney's the one i want and he's one holding of course steady mate yeah and uh, and franklin but he'll he will drop at some stage yep. but Oh, I man, wish I went. Annoying. I wish I went Heaney and Franklin and just doubled down. You know what I thought the other day. This is the interesting thing that I thought. Um, my forward line is probably the weakest part of my group. I've generally got basically two premiums and and three mid prices and a rookie. That's my structure right now. Um, and those mid prices are Christensen, um, blah 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 blah, Lob, Lob, and who else do I have in my forward Sicily. line? Sicily, yeah. So Sicily's probably going to go to defence. I think that was a good pick. But essentially what that means is I still need to bring in another few um, premium forwards. And what I was thinking the other day is, based on my research of the you know first six rounds and you know when I should get Sydney players in, I wouldn't have even gone Buddy and Heaney anyway, which means that if I did get in other premiums, it would have been Toby Green, who was had two weeks off and was a fail anyway. Yes. Well, initial fail. Billings, probably going to be right. Or Billings. So I've missed those bullets. So even though that I don't think I've had the strongest forward line, I, I missed the bullets that I was probably likely to take up on anyway. So I'm not upset with it. Look, I just defy my opinion. I think that's fair. I yeah. think that is fair. Uh, okay, so should we look at the current top tens? Yes, we shall. We'll, let's bring up those now. Let's see some surprises here, Chris. There are quite a few when I was going through earlier today in terms of what the top tens are for each position. And, um, yeah, I think the, the public would be interested to know. And then what we obviously think as a group, where they'll be. So starting in the back line, in terms of... Now, we're going to go through with an average of this, of course. Um, so some people may not have played the four games, of course, but let's just go through on average. So you've got Rory Laird, obviously, number one. I don't think that's probably not going to change. Hallelujah. Cade Simpson is the second highest averaging uh, defender at 110. Um, Shannon Hearn is the third with 106.5. Savage is currently fourth with 102.5. Michael Hurley, fifth with 100.3. James Sicily is the sixth highest, uh, which vacates me. Yep, 98.7. Geary, um, who's had a few really good games, is the seventh. 
Um, Elliot Yo in number eight, Zach Tui in number nine, and Jimmy Webster, who's had a re- couple of really, really good games there for the Saints. Um, Finlayson. Yeah. Oh. And then Finlayson. So Finlayson is number 11. Um, Imagine that. Dirt well, cheap. what that says, so there's three St. Kilda players in the top 10 of defense. Isn't that insane? That's pretty, that's pretty unique. So of those, who can you see staying and who can you see going? Um, okay, so I can see uh, Laird, Simpson, Savage, Hurley, probably even Sicily and Yo staying. Yep. I think Geary's gone. Um, Tui? Tui, I think, will probably... He bought it. Borderline. Yeah, I think he'll, late. He'll, probably, he'll probably even drop. Um, I, I think most of those Saints will go except for Savage, to be honest. Yep. Um, so you think Shannon Hearn's one to go. Yep. Jaron Geary's obviously one to go. And Jimmy Webster? Yep. And Finlayson. Okay, cool. So you're saying that... Savage uh, right now Savage is a fantastic pick I think he is at this point yep. and yep. he has proven and with Robertson out for the next couple of weeks as well he'll be the rebound. a model of consistency which is unusual for Savage very unusual so even though he's not really going he had one big score of 122 his other three scores have all been around about that 100 mark with one at like 85 80, or yep. something um He's, he's been if I can good. get that of a, out of a defender, I'll lock it in every week. Yep. Now, looking a little bit lower, who do you think from here can jump in? So we've got... So the Rance, uh, Hita Shaw, uh, Lloyd, I think, are probably the main ones. Chris? Yep. Uh, they're the ones that can really jump up into that next tier. McGovern could really push up as well. Yep. Um, yes, I think they're probably... Oh, geez, it's, it's looking a bit... Funny, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Cheetah's coming off a... I think it depends on what you what you consider uh, top 10 and where you think that level is. I think Heater probably does make it in. I still think that... I mean, he's had a couple of light weeks. I think he does, hasn't really had that big top-end game, though, yet. I mean, he had a, a 115 and a 110, didn't he? And they also played on a narrower field as yeah. well on the weekend. So. Wait, wait for Heater's 140 or 150 to really spike his average. And, I, and I'm hoping that that comes in in the next couple of weeks. Um, Jake Lloyd, again... I think if you pick him up, he is a downhill skier of note. And when they hit their easy run of games in a few weeks, Jake Lloyd is going to go bang. You watch. He so, will go big over a good eight-week period yeah. easily. Now, um, he also is taking a lot of the kickouts, Jake Lloyd, as well as McVeigh, who has dodgy calves. So if, if McVeigh goes down, you watch his spike score even more. Um, so I think that Lloyd is someone that you might want to watch, averaging 91. Um, he's uh, priced at 460k, someone that you might want want to get in as a as a trading target in the near future but that's who i would say so i was gonna um, say if mcveigh gets injured he can mcvacate my team <laughs> yeah, true um now is there is there any um yeah underperforming that uh defenders that you'd say could be interesting so you, you're writing out hooli hibbard oh, i think hooli could be really good and hibbard they're the two that could really push into the top because they have a big ceiling yeah let's face it i think the other guy who's really underperformed as well uh, would be old mate Muppet Hare from the Bulldogs. Muppet Hare from the Bulldogs. Speed oh, McGee. Janison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like Bulldogs players anymore. Bevo's just screwed me too far. Yep, but I think uh, Hooley you and... wait to the bite see Hooley and Hibbert are the ones to push into yeah. the top 10 from there. Now, okay, with them, with their price being so low, is it worth taking a risk on them now or do we take a risk on them after the buys? Um, oh, good question. Bigger I'd, body I'd, of I'd, work. I'd, I'd wait for the low price, buy low. For someone that could be of that quality. If you're in need, get them. If you're looking for upgrade targets, maybe look elsewhere. If you're in need, your first name is Rodney. Yeah. Well, I think um, well Hibbard's actually priced higher than Lloyd right now. I'd much rather get a Lloyd than a Hibbard right now. 
So have a, it's something to think about anyway. Um, now let's move on to the midfield where there's some nice juicy options and we've had some really ridiculously outstanding results. Of course, Tom Mitchell, number one. Um, he's averaging 138.5. Dustin Martin, not far behind, and 133.3. I think that basically would tells, says to me... Dusty's probably going to average about what he averaged last year. He's probably going to average about 120. Uh, and Tom Mitchell could potentially push up to 125, 130. So um, pretty impressive from Tom Mitchell to be able to do that, uh, especially with Dusty's role playing more forward minutes. I think that he might just about level the playing field. Jack McRae is the third um, highest averaging midfielder with 124. That's surprising. Coniglio, number four. Love it. Which is... Love it. That is... Honestly, if you well started, done if, if you, you started with uh, well, if you started, hashtag blessed. Yeah, if you started with Titch, Dusty, McRae and Coniglio with Oliver, geez, you'd be laughing. Yeah. My big thing at the moment is that I, I went with the uh, five permamids plus um, uh, plus Coniglio. Turns out he's a permamid. Yeah. Um, two of them are great, which is Mitchell and Dusty. We're still waiting. Obviously, Crouch um, injured. Kelly has been injured. Those are the two guys that I've had in. Um, Danger, obviously, coming back. Um, now I've got him in. So I, I worry. Okay, so if I was to trade Josh Kelly this week, let's say he doesn't play and I've got to trade him. And they say, look, it's probably two weeks for Kelly to come back. Who do I go to? So I've either got McRae, Oliver, or Bryce Gibbs. I'm not training in Bryce Gibbs. Um, McRae, maybe, having a really good year. He's kicking some goals. He actually kicked five goals in his first two games of the year, and he kicked two goals for the entire of last year. Um, I think the safest pick is Oliver, though. I think that's weird for what a third year midfielder. Very weird, very very weird. Otherwise, I'd be looking at uh, someone cheap, to be honest. Yeah, and making some money to put somewhere else. So Oliver is the uh, sixth averaging mid. The seventh is Gary Ablett. Um, Bryce Gibbs is number eight. Uh, Nat Fife is number nine, and a surprising number ten is Ed Ed Kernow. Um, Yep. Who who actually might have a few good weeks with Murphy ruled out for the next two to three? He po- quite possibly so. could. So and look, Paddy Dangerfield's still in the top thirteen. Go figure. Yeah. Um, interesting that. Uh, so yeah. So obviously, out of those, who do you think is going to come out? Um, I would probably say from that list. Can you expect Canelio to hold that form for twenty two rounds? Oh jeez, it'd be nice. Tough question, isn't it? He well, he could average. I don't see top 10, though, maybe. Maybe top 15. I think it's definitely more likely he could. Yep. Uh, He could average 110 or 108 108 to 110. It might. It might squeeze him in. But then you look at guys averaging 110, it's usually around that uh, 8th to 14, you know? Yeah. But he could definitely be a keeper. Like, you look at it that way. If, I mean, if, look, honestly, the midfield numbers this year have been low. Because yeah. the 10th averaging midfielder in round four is, is Ed Kerner, 113. So natural progression over 22 rounds would make that an, a lower average. Um, so he's prob- that, that's probably a 105 at the end of the year. So the top 10 midfielders are really, really short. Um, obviously, it's lacking a Paddy Dangerfield. But um, let's say Coniglio maybe squeezes in. Um Ablett will probably squeeze in on average. Yeah, on so average. it's probably Bryce Gibbs that moves out. Yep. And do you reckon Jack McRae can hold his form? No. I don't think he can either. I think, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a really around. good run. Him and him and uh, Coniglio could go that yeah, 107 to 111 and be they yep. could be top 10 or they might be anywhere between 15th to 8th. 
Yeah, I, I think. I, I, I think there's more of a chance that he's um, out of the top 10 than in the top 10. Yep. I think it's probably 70%. You could take that to the bank. Yeah, I wouldn't take it to the bank. Um, so we'd say him, we'd say Gibbs, and we'd say Kurnow. Now, of the midfielders that are outside of it, what do you think would be in? So um, surprisingly, you got obviously danger. So there's one guaranteed lock danger in the top 10, probably number one, but let's just see how we go. Um, and there's two more. So Steel Sidebottom is at number... Uh, 11 right now, averaging 113.5 in a career best year so far. Yeah, don't um, like it. Coming off, coming off a bet, a um, he won the uh, best and fairest last year for Collingwood, which is the who cares? He could win anything and it still wouldn't be top 10, Chris. Oh, harsh fighting words. Um, all right, well, uh, neck below danger then. So is uh, Jared Pollock. At no, 110 no, none of those guys. Keep Luke scrolling. Dunstan, Keep 110. Scrolling. David Swallow, 110. Keep scrolling. Jared Lyons, Joel Selwood is one that could. And Parker is one that Joel could. Joel Selwood at 108. So here's and Pendlebury. One. I okay. think those guys, it's too, we're too many in crips. between. So we're saying if you had to choose between Joel Selwood, Luke Parker, Patrick Cripps, and Scott Pendlebury, give me your best two right now. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. I can't. Why not? It's like picking your favourite child when you don't have one. Right, well, I'm going Parker based on the fact that I know that their six games have been hard and I think that he's going to really shoot up in the next 10 weeks um, as one of them. And I'm if if Geelong can get their injuries together, I think that Joel Selwood's the one that suffers the most. So I'm writing him off. So what I'm saying is Scott Penelbury and, uh, and Patrick Cripps, Cripps. And I think Cripps might just have it. Well, he has potential. I mean, he's getting 90s and getting tagged, so... I think eventually they'll stop... It'll be on his body, but eventually people will stop tagging him because they'll they'll just lose interest in tagging him or Murphy will start playing really well. Therefore, he's going to get more attention. I think he'll get better at it. and He's he's, going to get worse before he gets better, but I think by the end of the year, he might sneak in. Might. We'll see how it goes. Outside Uh, of that, maybe a Matt Crouch. Let's look at the uh, rucks, Chris. Yep. So getting into the rucks... Sorry, guys... All right, so there's not much point going outside top five, right? No. So let's go five. Matt Cruiser, oh sorry, is uh is actually number sixteen. Just so you're aware. Oh wow, that's aver- that's, that's tough. Brody Grundy is the highest averaging ruck with one thirty two at the moment. Uh, Max Gorn number two at one sixteen. Callum Sinclair at number three and one ten. Stephen Martin one oh five and Nick Natnui at a flat one hundred. Um. The, I suppose the only real other consideration from those that that top five is Nick Nat is the most effective scorer out of that by far. He has the highest points per minute. What about that guy that being like, oh, the one that you were dominated in the tweet? Oh, let's see how that one works out. I'm like, well, yeah. we started him early. When if he you was started, cheap. yeah, if I've it's got like, 100 extra K because of it, so how I'm that, how that, winning. Yeah, how that works out is, do you own any eggs? Yes. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, just so in case you're wondering, um, I'm already ahead because I haven't had to trade him. So I'm ahead of anyone that started with Ryder. I'm ahead of anyone that started with Cruiser. Ahead of anyone that started with Goldstein. So you, you're already ahead of... And Jacobs. Yeah, and Jacobs. A, a lot of the competition. Not many people started, started with Brody Grundy, who's at 7% of teams now. Or so Sinclair, let's face it. Sinclair's in... Let's have a look at that. 2.4% of teams. Jeez, that's a bold two. Yeah, exactly right. And um, Stefan Martin's only in 10% of teams. So I'm well ahead in that department. Even if he even if he gets injured this week and doesn't play for the rest of the year, even if he's in I've a already fire. made 50k, and I can, you know, I can go the Brody Grundy or Stefan Martin. So yeah, cool. I'm winning that. Um, now, so who do you think? Let's say the top three. The three is the most important. Who's going to be one, two, three? Uh, Max Gorn. I'm going to say uh, Nick Natnui. 
which is big compared to what I thought earlier in the year. Yep. If he starts getting more time on ground, it's dangerous. Oh, 100%. Uh, so I'm going to yep. say Nick Nui on average, maybe not for games. Hopefully his body holds up. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to say... Oh, jeez. It's between Martin and Grundy. I'm going to say Grundy. I think Paddy Ryder is going to get pipped at this point. He's 23 years old, manhandling people like it's going out of fashion. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like to say Paddy Ryder, but... you know. The big thing about Grundy is who he's actually rucked against. So he he rucked against um, Rory Lobb and took him to the absolute cleaners. He rucked against Jacobs and made him look like a second tier ruck. He rucked against Cruiser and dominated him so badly that he's now in bad form. Yeah, doesn't want to, <laughs> like, doesn't want to play. My, my, um, he dominated him playing? so much that he's like, you know what? Maybe some more laid outs would do me good. Yeah, um, and he do- and he, um, he he battled against uh, McAvoy as well and went really well in round one too. So look. It's about the competition. The difference, I suppose, with Nick Nat is he has had fairly poor opposition. Um, so I think that um, if it was me, I'm going one Gorn, probably two Grundy um, for total points anyway, and then three Nick Nat. Um, it will depend, though. If Nick Nat can develop his um, time on ground, he could be number one this year. That's as good as his rucking. So it'll be interesting to watch. Um, now we'll get on to the forwards, guys. Um so at the moment, top ten forwards, uh, pretty cool. Let's have a look here. The highest averaging um, forward at the moment is obviously Robbie Gray on 119.7. Um, you've got Lance Franklin on 116.5. You've got uh, Toby Green there at uh, 112. Um, Toby McLean, so two Tobys in the top six uh, at 111.3. Um, these averages are some are better than some mid averages. It's insane. Oh, they're amazing. Jesse Hogan is at one ten. Uh, Isaac Heaney number six at one oh nine. Dean Kent is averaging one oh nine, but yeah, only played game. two games. Two games. Cool. Um, Brennan Parfit uh, is in there with four games, an average of one oh six. Blake Akers is number nine at one oh five, and Justin Westhoff with his uh, impromptu ruck duties has been averaging one oh five. Um, so, out of those top 10, who do you see that could potentially drop out of that mix? I uh, really like that top four, don't I? I think Hogan. Yeah, I think Hogan is... is... Uh, Kent, obviously, gone. Parfit, gone. And I think Aker's gone. So, four. And you like just... No, Westhoff will go as so well. So, maybe potentially I think there'll be five. A lot, I think there'll be a lot of change in that forward line. Yep. Okay. So, let's have a look a bit lower. So, we've got five places to fill that with. Uh, I think you've got... Um, you got Josh Walters. Kenny. I think yep. Walters will come Michael in. Walters, yep. Um, I think you're looking at uh, Sicily could possibly, but you know, who knows? Tommy Lynch could have some more big games and sneak in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like Gunston and Manigola and stuff, but you know, look, let's see how they go. Uh, apart from that, I think Devin Smith and um, I think you're looking at our man Billings. That's a great round out. So you'd go Devin Smith, Billings. Um, just going up here. Tommy Lynch here. could. Tom Lynch potentially, maybe. Michael Walters. Uh, and you don't like Sam Managola. Fair enough. Oh, uh, maybe. What, you, do, what do you think about Mitch Wallace? I think he's someone that could push top 10 this year. I do like Mitch Wallace. Um, I don't know. I want to see a couple more game sample, if that makes sense. Fair enough. All right, cool. 
Um, and that uh, rounds out the top tens, guys, on what we think are based on current um, knowledge of the, the first few rounds and seeing where they're at. Um, we obviously yeah, did a Lots a of surprises. Yeah. Uh, and there should be, yeah, hopefully, some more to come. So We'll probably do a one at the mid-year because mid-year is when a lot of premiums get traded into teams. So another one we want to do at mid-year just to see where they're at and what we think and what we've uh, been able to judge on. And then we can go from there. But um, hope you enjoyed that content. It was a bit, a bit of a different pod for us. Yep. So let's get into the Q&A. Yep. Wonderful. Uh, okay, so let's have a look. So Fozzie was asking, do we trade in Grundy? If you think he's going to be a top couple, I'd, I'd be asking who he has instead. So if you have a Jacobs or a Cruiser, as we said, uh, Goldie, then those are guys you could afford to move on. Do you need to move them on right now? That's probably the question, whether you it's desperate or not. Yeah, the um, problem with Grundy is that is his price. I don't I don't think it's a question over his um, scoring ability. Yeah, uh, but six hundred k, six hundred eleven k right now for Grundy. Yeah, so he's it's going to cost you more for Grundy than it. Yeah, hundred k more for Grundy yeah. than it would Zach Merritt. And let's be honest, Grundy's not going to average one hundred and thirty for the year. No. So he's going to have down... You're now picking him up premium price where he's going to have right, down Two games. big scores in a row. He'll, yeah. His price will be inflated for games. So if you've got the cash and you want to go... Uh, yeah, go for it. My personal opinion is that if you're looking at trading out a premium Ruckman to another Ruckman right now, um, he's probably the one that is the safest for games, but he's also the most expensive. For that reason, I'd probably partially look towards Nick Nat. The one question over that that trade there that, I mean, definitely you're going to make cash because he's only 500k still, but he's going up, is if he gets injured, you're losing two trades. But yeah. it's just as likely that Nick Nat gets injured that Brody Grundy gets injured. If Brody Grundy gets injured as well, then you're in the same position, but you've spent another 111k. So I'd probably lean towards Nick Nat. But well, no, not only if you spend an extra 111k, once it gets injured, he could drop, and then you've essentially spent a lot more and lost a lot more. Yep. So, yep, interesting. Uh, okay, so basically, is Hibbert no good? I think uh, it's, it's um, I'm it's, with you on this one. I'm considering. It's, t- it's a tough question. I'm like, do I spend twenty thousand dollars and bring in Yo? Do you know what I mean? Because he'll probably get more points throughout the year, and that's where I'm sitting at this point. Yeah. You know? Yo's at a juicy price point, but... Well, I mean, he's had 300. Yeah. One of those huge, and yes, he had one bad week, but Hibber's just been getting 70, 70, 70, yeah. 70, and they've had an easier draw. Like, and if it you wasn't can't... his fault that that was a bad week either. That was of coaching that no, did that. Correct. It was not... Um, whereas Hibbert, I mean, they've been versing Brisbane, North Melbourne, and he's not tailing up. He's not getting a lot of the ball. He's scraping through based on like a quarter of football. And that really worries me for the back end. So is Hibbert no good? Uh, jury's out. I, uh, he could have a big score and turn it around, yeah. but I'm not seeing it. And he's, he could be well, the, the whole he, of Melbourne's back he, line is suffering right he now. He could so. be the Heathshaw of last year that I held too long. Yeah. The other the other issue is that they keep throwing, oh, well, what ifs. The last week, the what if was... Um, yeah, Frost coming in. Frost coming in and, and Jaden Hunt getting dropped. And, oh, well, hold Hibbard then. You've got to hold Hibbard. This week, it's now Jordan Lewis has broken his hand and he's going to miss a few weeks. But Jaden Hunt played very well in the reserve. So does, is that a straight swap? Does Jaden Hunt now come in for Jordan Lewis? In which case, who's taking kickouts? Is it Jaden Hunt? Is it um, Hibbard? And how much does that impact his score again? So there's so many what ifs. I'm just glad that I'm not in the position. Fuck up. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer is, is probably the best one, but yeah, it's, if, it's if, tough. I think it, it. Yeah. Peace of mind. Like I traded Danger in last week. Probably shouldn't have. 
but I did it because worst, what's the worst case scenario? I don't have to worry if he goes 150 and he's probably going to average or equal any other mid that I could probably get in. So yeah, I spent the money, but at least I don't have to worry about him going big and ruining your, your, your life. So yeah, yo could hurt me. Yeah. Yo can hurt people if yep. you don't have him. Hurley can hurt people if you don't have him. Yep. So, um, Hibbard right now is not hurting anyone. No. And if he does go big, then... his owners. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. That's pretty much it. Uh, Okay, so that's what we thought. We mentioned uh, Hida's previous scores before uh, for Daryl. Yep. Um, So uh, so James wants to know, James Daniel wants to know, we changed to our starting lineup, so we did mention. At this point in time, I think my only real issue... The question is, uh, um, if you you could change anything from your starting lineup, what would you? Uh, Parsons, um, no... Fogarty? Fogarty, in. yeah. Fogarty, I think the big one's Fogarty. So, uh, Fogarty Luke in. Fogarty from yep. Geelong. Geelong. Yeah. Fogarty in is probably my biggest one. Uh, and then just the wrong primos in Billings and Hibbard. I'm more worried about Hibbard than Billings at yeah. this point. But, you know, um, that's it. Mine Mainly. is probably, uh, again, uh, Oh, and Fogarty. stunning beams. And <laughs> stunning beams. I would have just started with Dangerfield knowing that I would have then played one of the rookies. I would have played Kelly on field and Holman as, you know. Yeah, you would have gained that point, so you would have lost anyway. Yep. Um, so mine is definitely Fogarty. Um, I also started with uh, Mason Cox and then uh, sideways traded him over to Rory Lobb, who has been injured um, and had a subpar score, had two subpar scores. He's on the verge of being cut this week um, and he's got a terrible break even. But if I see a, a decent effort this week, I'll, I'll hold him. Um, we'll see how we go. I actually think he could potentially be top 10 this year. I could even see him being top six, um, given his back end form last year. But he's just, he's underdone. He's massively underdone. Um, and I got sold by his stupid 90 in round one. I think he got 95 or 96 in round one. I was like, yes, that's what I want. Um, outside of that, um, I really wish that um, I got, instead of Josh Kelly, Clayton Oliver. Because um, that's who I was tossing up between. Um, or So it was going to be two, yeah, the early uh, two draw, or three. The early was, draw helped. and Yeah, it was Crouch... Um, Crouch, I had two spots, but I had three guys I was tossing up. Crouch, Kelly, and uh, and Oliver. And because of Oliver's um, test that he was supposed to be facing in week one, I passed on him, and that was a that's a big regret because I think that he's going to um, be guaranteed pretty much for top 10, um, and he's had some really, really good scores so far this year. Yeah, he never looked good in my side. Yeah. Too many rangers. Um, <laughs> all right, and that's pretty much it, except for T. Swizz um, saying she'd get rid of Holman. Um, look, he's, he's still got a break even at 25, so hold. Um, yeah, he had, hold, he had, hold he, Holman. He, he had one bad game. He, there's more money there. There's more money. just as much chance as uh, Holman goes and grabs you an 80 or a 90 this week as he does a 30 or a 40. Um, it, it could literally be that way. He was played largely in the forward line that, that week, and um, obviously they got beaten and they got done. I'm not entirely sure why his role was changed. That's only something that Stewie Jew can ask because he had been playing run with roles and he had been playing through that through the midfield and then it completely went the opposite direction. So, um, yeah, apologies for 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 that from Stuart Jew. I hope he's Jew. Huh? <laughs> it's Jew. Um, but yeah, got to hold Holman. I think it's a, it'll be a mistake to get rid of him if he goes big. So um, yeah, don't do it. That's fair enough. I'm um, just having some. Well, Go across to Twitter now. Um, just having a few issues because Twitter doesn't like us apparently. Oh, um, yeah, so interesting. So that's it for the Q and A. No. Um, okay. So cruiser to Nick Nat. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm okay with it. I'm, uh, I, I'm on board with it. I'm okay with it. Well, I mean, yeah. Who you're... are Carlton playing this week? Carlton are versing West Coast. Oh, mate, Nick Nat is gonna, f- dude, get rid of him now. He's got a stupid break even. And, Nick Nat um, will tell him. Jacob Rodder, go get some eggs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, th- I think start boiling them up. 
Well, I'm, I made 100,000 from Ryder to him. So I think, okay, so to answer mine, the question a little bit more succinctly, why are people so obsessed with Nick Nat? Do you watch any football? Because if you watched well, 10 for, minutes of a game with Nick Nat in it, for me, you he was For me, he was the cheapest, and he's still averaging 100. Yep. So that's better than I was hoping to start the year. But also, Ben... We, we we are big fans of the the players in football that also look and uh, they yeah are spectacular to watch. You know, Yo last week was doing speckies on the back of people, playing the best game of football I've ever seen. Something him play. he learned at Brisbane. <laughs> yes, of course. You know those sort of players. That's why like you know if I'm gonna have a fifty fifty between a player, I'm choosing the player that's that's got X factor, that's got flair. So would you say it's time to jump on internet? Because I don't know. I think the time might have even passed. To be honest. I think, um, I think if you didn't have like you like, can uh, well you can still maybe jump if he on starts to ramp up time he's not that expensive yet you can still jump on him because he's still only five hundred k still the lowest of the top rucks however you, you know I mean you're you're probably hating life because at the end of the day you've lost fifty k going to him now yep uh, but that's that's a mental thing I mean think about <laughs> it this way he's still going to be a top ruck for whatever price it's Tony be. banter already of the week is it time uh, time for Boner to get pulled off. <laughs> That is absolutely fantastic. Or is, and, it, time um, to, or is it time to pull out Boner? <laughs> look, it's if you're going to do it this week or next week is the time. I, you might want to give him another week because if he he could have a poor score, he could hit an 80 and start making it a little bit more yeah, cash. Hopefully but he goes big. It's, sometimes it's better to hold one week. He would need a big score to maintain it. Otherwise, you can get him rid of next to him. Next week, you've got Mira yep. coming in um, yep. um, as a trade too. But this week, you've got Caulfield. So I'd say that if you really like Caulfield and you want to get him in, um, you can do him this week for a Bonnet trade. Um, or you can go up depending on how your cash flow situation is. But Bonner really hasn't made you much money. He's only made you like 60K. So if you had Billings and Goldstein, so Nick wants to know, what would you do with them? Would you keep them? Would you trade them? Would you, you move can, them You on? can afford to keep Goldstein at this stage. Um, his break-even is not terrible. Um, unless they, of course, have announced that... Um, Bruce is coming. Bruce is coming in. Um, I think you can still yep. hold him because, I mean, last week against Cruiser, they basically both played defensive ruck work. Neither of them were too risky with their taps, and it was just that's why they both scored really average, and the mids just did whatever they wanted. Um, so I think that you could probably hold him for a week. Billings, if you're dead set on getting rid of him, you've got to get rid of him this week because he'll drop another 30, 40K, and he's already at 450, and there's not going to be many you can pick up for when you reach down to 410. Um, there is really no one at that level. You you really have to pick up your premiums at around that five hundred to five fifty mark. Yep. Um, and if so, and if you've gotten a premium and he's already dropped your seventy thousand, like, and you want to go to another guy that's doing well, you're gonna have to spend a lot of money to get to him. Do you know what I mean? Like that's money you could put elsewhere. So have some faith in some of your guys. Like let's face it. So sometimes you just kind of have to go. Well, this is my boat. I have to live in it. You know. So lucky Neil, if you have him and he's already dropped money, it's like, well, who are you gonna drop to? Maybe another premium that's dropped money, but. At the end of the day, you know, you might as well just kind of keep them and wait for their form to turn around or wait for them to have a couple of big games, yep. make some money back and then move them on. But don't, like, trade them off at an all-time low. Yeah. <laughs> it's reference to last yeah, week. Yeah, pause for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. No, it's good. Um, what else have we got? So, Ray uh, Short of Coffield. Yeah, we've touched on that a couple of times. Not a bad option. I wouldn't go Bonner down this week to Mira. Again. No, not for Mira. Don't don't trade them early because there's every chance that he doesn't make it to these So he says Bray Short of Coffield or is it better to wait a week for Mira? Um, depends on a, your team. That depends on your team. Look, I like Caulfield because he gives you flexibility as well. So if you've got Finlayson in the back line, which is what most people do have, and you bring in Caulfield into your midfield, you I got that added mid mid um, defender flexibility, um, which I like. However, Mira will make you more cash if he gets named in three weeks. The issue is right now, 
guaranteed Caulfield will play next week and it's guaranteed that he's got good job security for the next two or three weeks. So at very least, he'll probably make you a quick 70 to 100K. Um, Mira, if he gets a run of games, if he plays the next five, six games, he'll probably make 200K. So he'll make you more cash, but things, a lot of things can change in a week. You know, what happens if next week um, Dodi again gets a 40 score? All of a sudden, you've got to trade out Dodi now, and then you've got a, a you don't have anyone to trade to if you've already traded um, your Brayshaw, um, or you trade in Mira. Sorry, you don't have yeah. anyone to trade him to. So, um, so yeah, um, take what's on offer when it's on offer, but don't jump the gun. Um, I like Caulfield. It's just unfortunate his price, um, but yeah, I think you can do it. That's fine. Uh, Mossy reckons uh, wants to know basically what we think uh, Danger will fall to, and uh, is he worth it or? Is McRae and Oliver a better option? No one's better a better option than Danger. There is not one better option. In, I, I, I don't mind paying the extra money. Um, if you haven't gone to him so far and you want to go to him, um, cool. Uh, what cash do you have? And then think about uh, how you want to get there. Yes, he's probably going to drop to 650, but you might miss out on points before he does that. Yep, and, so, and the first part of your question, wait. So if everyone with Mira, you know I mean, it's just wait. Like I said, don't go burn out a Mira just yet. Wait, yep. wait the week. Uh, okay, so basically, let's have a look. Um, so should, we, should you be saving your trades or making corrective trades at this point in time? So Billings, not playing as much midfield time. I, I feel your pain. I'm it thinking- depends. If you've already made corrective trades before now, yeah, then then you-, then you can afford to. Oh, then you can't afford to do it. Yeah. If you haven't made any corrective trades, you you get you gave it a little bit extra time to work its way through. Yeah. See, I've already gone beams to danger and then uh, rider to uh, nickname. So I've already made a couple of corrections. Not too yeah. many, but enough where now there's you know people starting to peak and you know making money and all the rest of it. I'd rather make make money. I'm not too worried about them. Just wait wait a little bit more for your premiums. Like I said, with Billings, they've lost three games in a row. He's not scoring well. They're not yep. doing well. As soon as the Saints turn it around, you know, I, I expect Billings will start hitting those uh, good scores again. Yeah, I expect, and he's cheap. I expect the Saints to come through. You've already paid your price for him. There's no point. point trading him out losing 75k just for him to start having some good games and then going, oh, maybe he's not that bad, and then bringing yep. him back in again, and then you're in this limbo. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, okay, so is it, worth go- is it worth going Hunter to Zach Merritt with 25 trades left every day of the week? I would 100% yeah. do that at any get, time I'd, that yeah, I had that opportunity. Rid, I'd get rid of our Hunter um, any chance I got. Yeah. Now, it's unfortunate you've only got 25 trades, but yes, do do that in a heartbeat. Um, I would say that on average, um, Merritt has the potential to average on any given week 25 points per game more than Hunter. Hunter's just had a good patch of form, yep. but he does this, and he has done this before. He has. He started, and he will get to a 40 in three weeks. I think time. it was about two years ago. He started off great. Yep. Big scores, and then literally just fill in a heap and end up averaging like 94 after doing all First the First five or six rounds, I had him in standard. I actually had picked him as a um, in standard um, super coach uh, in a year. That, that This is the year that I actually uh, went 400. So I started with him in my starting squad. He was underpriced, had a really good JLT, and that's the guy that I took a punt on. He went really, really, really good, made 150K out of him, and then dropped a couple of scores, and I lost about 20K, and then I traded him out. So he does have patches of form where he'll go big, but he will majority of his games will be subpar because he is a completely uncontested machine. Because he is a subpar player. Well, and uncontested football does not score well in Supercoach. If it's a, if it's in um, fantasy, he's a great player. Yep. That's about it. Um, now, could you tell us both what you think of the two biggest underperforming players in each two lines? Oh, jeez. Oh, and then who to trade them in? That's probably in a whole podcast in itself, Jack. 
Um, might do some work on that after the pod and uh, maybe send you a text message through uh, Facebook. That sounds good, Chris. You can get on that one. Direct message you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of effort. So. Yep. And uh, look, another one. So with cash cows, not fully yet fat and ripe for slaughter and underwhel- underwhelming primos like Hibbard, Goldie Billings. Do you save the money and upgrade um, or do you one down, one up the primo waste? And it is, sounds like a waste. Yeah, it feels like a massive waste to go one down, one up from if, yeah from a downgrade, premium downgrade, to another premium. Yeah, exactly. Downgrade your rookie God. to make some money to then just upgrade your undervalued primo who someone else is just going to bring in at the cheap price anyway. Yeah. So all you're doing is... Yeah, burning a, two trades for nothing. Yeah, it really? costs you two trades to do it. It's burning look, two trades just to move one play up. At the end of the day, back where you went to the start of the season with, um, so you're looking at Billings. If you're Billings, Hibbert, and Goldie, maybe maybe pick your battles and, and get one of them. You know, trade one of them out um, and hold the other two. Yep. I reckon out of those three, if you've got all three of them, I, I reckon hold... Um, uh, Billings and Goldie and Trade Hibbard. Yep. That's my personal opinion. All right. Well, that's everything for this week, guys. Thank you very much for sticking with us. I hope you have appreciated the two-parter. Yep. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Chris and his uh, attached penis that he just screws on. <laughs> two-part. We weren't going to talk part, about the strap on. The two-part penis. <laughs> you got one of those hollow ones, mate, where you can put your little flap inside it. I don't even know what that is, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I've seen it <laughs> Of course, yeah. Or maybe I own several. You've got, you've got them in the, you got them in the shackles at the back. How has this turned into It's a, a metaphor. Video. Right. Seriously, I've got him in Look, the Look, I hope you appreciate it. Uh, please do give us some feedback. I uh, hope you have enjoyed the ride. Uh, no pun after our oh, last Jesus. comment. Jeez. Anyway, look, appreciate it. Thank you very much. And until next time. Catch you later, guys. Catch you later.